it is high time that we change the conversation around business and where it fits and what it does and the role that it plays in the body of Christ. Well, hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. You know, um, I want to spend time on this episode clearing up a whole bunch of confusion around what is business and where does it fit inside the kingdom of God. It is high time that we change the conversation around business and where it fits and what it does and the role that it plays in the body of Christ. And I guess I'm frustrated by a lot of conversations across the body that do not validate the role of business correctly and make it out to be something it's not. And in doing so, what happens is this wonderful gift to the world of business ends up being watered down to something that is really, really, really ineffective. And it frustrates me. And so I kind of want to do two things. I want to elevate a conversation, but I also want to validate you and kind of speak into the role that you play as entrepreneurs quite passionately probably on this one. And this is not a beat up of the pastors or the churches. I'm a member of a church. I love my church. I, I, I sit under a pastor. I love my pastor. I've had a couple of very, very, very strategic, great men in my case as pastors who have spoken into me as an entrepreneur and, and, and helped me go where I want to go and be my best. So this is not a beat up of, of that. You know, I just feel like, I feel like we're missing something in what business does. So I want churches and pastors to become all they can. This is not less of them and more of us. It's more of them and more of us because the com compounding impact of that will be massive, right? So, so really, you know, here's, here's what we've done pretty well across the body of Christ. We know how to celebrate a lot of the gifts in the church setting, which is great. Again, it's not less of that that we're looking for. It's that plus um, the gifts outside of the vocational church. What do I mean by that? Like, I get really frustrated when I hear people say to me that they entered full-time ministry on a particular day, right? And, and I find that the people that say that, there's an air of arrogance. Sometimes there's not even air about it. It's just straight out arrogance and elitism about it. You know, I entered full-time ministry back in 1324 or whatever, and, and they're all proud about it. It's like... Yeah, but hang on, buddy. Like, I entered full-time ministry the day I decided to be a full-time Christian, right? Which for, which for me was the 23rd of September, 2004. So, so anybody that thinks that they entered the ministry at a certain date, basically by implication is saying that anything prior to that was not godly, was not ministry, was not valuable. It's madness, right? Hey, I wanted to jump in here during the podcast and let you know about Greenhouse Media. It's one of the service offerings inside the Business Greenhouse suite of services. And it's essentially, we're a full service digital marketing agency. And there's a lot of agencies out there, but there's a couple of things that make us unique. The first thing is, is that I'm only interested in business results. I'm not out there trying to get people more comments, more likes, more shares. I just want to drive people results that matter. Good quality phone calls, good quality lead forms, ultimately the lead generator that helps you scale your business. The second thing that makes us unique is we're a collaborative team under one roof. So whereas in years gone by, you might have one provider for your website, one provider for SEO, one provider for Google, 
and then if things don't work, they all point the finger. We are all accountable and collaborative to make sure that we together work on achieving the outcomes you want. So we've got hundreds of clients and thousands of campaigns running across Australia and beyond, uh, and Jamie heads up as head of strategy that side of the business. Jamie, why don't you tell us some of the results that we've had with our clients recently? Yeah, we've taken hundreds of businesses across different industries um, through our process. Um, some standouts for me over the last 12 months, we took a plumbing company um, from one location to four locations across three states, um, all through a website built by our team, Google Ads and Facebook Ads. Um, we scaled an e-commerce business, we doubled their revenue in the last 12 months and they had their best year yet. Um, we took a mechanic in Sydney from you know, very few leads to over 350 phone calls um, per month um, over six months. Um, we also work with smaller budgets, so we took a, a small carpenter in Sydney um, with only $500 a month and got them a $20,000 job in their first month of ads. So um, a lot of good results, but they're the standouts for me in the last 12 months. Some great stories. You know, ultimately we're marketers, we're not people that just put ads together. There's plenty of those, but we think like marketers to drive actual results. If I've piqued your interest, then click on the link below, head over to our page, uh, and there you'll find a diary. You can book a time that suits you, and Jamie and I will jump on a call with you and ascertain what are the business results you need and can we get them for you. All right, let's get back to the podcast. So sure, you may have entered, um, you know, vocational ministry, for a better word, at a certain point in time, but you didn't enter ministry and you did it full time. You know, like God is not more God inside a modern day church than he is outside of a modern day church. And we, and we celebrate the wrong things. It's like, it's all God's. He, everything in it, the psalmist says, is God's. It's not less godly in the car park of your church or across the street of the church than it is inside, right? It's all God's. Now, cool, we need buildings to congregate, to worship. That's a great thing. I love the church building. Love going there. We feel safe in there. We have tea and coffee and fellowship. It's, it's excellent, right? But we, we just want to, we don't want to fall in the trap of that that's more spiritual or others is more secular. It, it's just simply not the case. So we know how to celebrate, you know, like we have words for it. It's like, I'm a pastor. It's like, well, okay, that's awesome. But that doesn't mean that I don't get to be pastoral as a business person. So now we're pretty much the same, okay? And by the way, no pastor is ever going to witness to my team, right? Because they're not going to church. So that's my job, right? So I'm pastoral. People say, oh, I'm a missionary. And we know how to celebrate a missionary, but we know how to celebrate it in one dimension, right? And that is that you've got to live like a pauper and go to an overseas country and, and, and do crusades and get, it's like, cool. That, it's not less of that. It's more of that. And, see, I'm a missionary. I'm a missionary to the business world, okay? Sure, it looks different, okay? But it's the same outcome. You know, as people say, I'm ordained. Okay, that's awesome. I don't want people to be less ordained. But understand that just because I'm a businessman, see, I've been ordained by Christ, not a man-made denomination, right? Does that make me better or worse? No, just equal. But I'm ordained. God said, go and do this right? I'm ordained, okay? And I just, one of the things that really frustrates me is we are typically, repeatedly, only celebrating a lot of the greatest gifts in the faith in one location of the vocational church. And yet, and yet, Scripture says, go into all the world, 
and make disciples of all nations, right? You know that. It's the Great Commission. And so, so what do we mean? Like, let's pick that apart. Go into all the world. Well, all the world's pretty clear, right? And then it says make disciples. Cool. So we've got to build depth inside people, not just go for converts. Cool. Of all nations. What's the word nation? The word nation is ethnos, people groups. It's not referring to Russia because Russia didn't exist when this was written. You know what I mean? So it wasn't going to all the nations as in country names, although we've made it, you know, like we go to Sudan and do a thing. Like it's like, no, 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 people groups. Well, here we go. Here's a people group, entrepreneurs. Here's a people group, you know, PAYG staff. Here's a people group, single mothers. Here's a, pe here's a people group, stay at home fathers. Like they're people groups, okay? And so we're called to go into all of them. Okay. Well, entrepreneurs are one of them. Your team members are one of those people groups. All right. And you're called to go into those people groups and create disciples. You know, it's really funny because, you know, we go, I want to go to the real deep jungles of Senegal because they're the most unreached people group in the world or whatever. It's like, yeah, but so has 400 other people gone over the time, because, you know, with the same message. It's not that we wouldn't want to go to them and preach the gospel. We should. It's them and. But here's what I reckon. I reckon the business world is probably one of the most unreached people group on the planet, right? Because no one's wanted to go and evangelize them because no one cares about them because we've all got a dirty view of them, right? And so we just kind of hold them off at arm's length. Let me tell you. That is a group of people, that is a nation, an ethnos, a people group that need you to go into the world and go disciple them. And here's the good news. That's not going to happen by pastors at scale. That's going to be kingdom business people that see it as a duty to go into the marketplace and go and live out the kingdom of God. All right. So that's us. That's us. Now, just to repeat, because this, this may get across some pastors from time to time. I'm not saying you're doing it wrong. I'm saying we know how to celebrate your lane. But we now, if we want to, if we want to bring the kingdom to earth, we now learn need to learn how to celebrate it outside of that lane. Not because you need to be less, but because we need to be more. We need to be released. We need to be validated. We need to be acknowledged as a call of God. And here's the thing that's beautiful about it. We can't, if you just take pastors and business people, and obviously there's a bunch more across the body of Christ. But if we just take those two, we can't do the Great Commission without each other. If I do a really good job of witnessing to my team and people come to Christ, I can't be their official pastor on a Sunday and be at church and disciple them and walk with them. So I need a church to take them to. If, you know, the, the pastor is going to want to, you know, build that depth and bring the spiritual covering and bring the oversight, you know, and, and kind of pastor the leaders. So, so we need to work together. It's symbiotic for this to work. Okay. That's why it cannot be more of one and less of the other. But it's high time, high time that the entrepreneurs were validated enough and sent out as equal um, to, the, you know, to the harvest field as any other call in the kingdom of God. And if you want some biblical examples, I've just listed a few just for fun, right? We've got Joseph of Arimathea. We all know the story, right? Hadn't said a lot about his faith. And then, of course, right at the last minute, turns up he was, the, he was, he was a wealthy man. He was basically the head of minerals and mining. Um, and he turns around and buys... Uh, grabs Jesus's body, has the influence and the affluence to go and take Jesus's body, wrap it up in, um, you know, cloth and put it in a tomb and so forth, right? You've got Lydia, 
right, who was a trader in purple cloth, purple being the most expensive, the royalty, uh, and did an incredible job. You've got the sons of Zebedee, right, who were the, the first disciples. Um, you've got Matthew, who ran a private tax collecting business, right? You've got Luke, who practiced medicine out in the marketplace. I mean, you've got Boaz. Boaz was great in wealth and influence. Boaz basically stamped out immorality during his line, right? You know, and, and did more to bring liberty and freedom to women than possibly anybody before him. And it's like, because he had the affluence and the influence to go and create change. Now, here's the thing. Other people could not have done that. It was Boaz's assignment to go and do those kind of things and create that kind of change, right? That's what it is for us, right? The team you've got today, whether that's three people or 3,000, that's your field of ministry, if you like, to go into and go and do that. And, and, and the cool thing about us as ministers in the marketplace is that we're spending 40, 50 hours a week with our team, not 90 minutes, right, who are trying to get their sermon over as quick as possible so we can get to good coffee. So here's the thing that I really want you to catch and own, not just hear from me, but own. I want you to start to own it. My business is my ministry. My business is my ministry. In fact, if you're listening to this right now on YouTube, go to the comments and type in there, my business is my ministry. My business is my ministry. You've got to start to get that. It'll become a phrase to start with, but you'll start to own it over a period of time. And then the Lord will be able to show you how to be an effective minister in that business and in the world around you. And let me just kind of cut to the point, right? Um, it really ticks me off when we reduce the gift of business to just the ability to give money. Now, of course, we want to be able to give money. It is a joy and a delight to build a business that's profitable enough to give money, right? And to live sacrificially and not have all the things we, you know, that the, the, the flesh desires and be able to fund other people and see them prosper and learn and get fed and grow. Great joy, great joy to tithe to church and, and be part of a building fund and, and even outside of that, just, just fun strategic things. It's, it's a great joy. But out of the five reasons that a kingdom business exists, in my opinion, it's the fifth. It's the least important reason why business exists. Let me give them to you. Number one, I feel like the number one role of a business in the marketplace is to lead and witness to the team. Number one, right? Because people are the greatest treasure, right? God doesn't need money, right? He needs the kingdom of God expanded, right? So sure, money plays a part, but leading a team, loving on a team, walking with a team, like, like that's, that's the number one reason to start a business in my opinion. The second value that business brings to the kingdom of God is to solve problems for humanity, right? Like innovating, coming up with new ideas and new inventions that solve problems so that society have things, right? That's got to be worth more to the kingdom than any money that can be given, right? And, and why? Because, because it magnifies the goodness of God when you can create something out of nothing and solve society's problems. It's a beautiful part of the gift of being a marketplace minister. The third thing is that we get to get rid of corruption. And by get rid of it, it, because we can go into business, we can go in the opposite spirit, we can prefer others over ourselves, we can, we can basically go to war with this corrupt culture by bringing the opposite spirit to the marketplace. So whereas everybody else is pointy shoulders and pulling each other down to get ahead, we can just go understanding that the Lord will bring the provision. We can look to Him for our provision every single day. There'll be supernatural blessing when we do it right. 
okay? So we can, like, like one of the most strategic things that we can do as kingdom entrepreneurs is just operate differently and show people that there's a different way of doing things, okay? And the supernatural favor maps to that. And by the way, if you do that way, you'll end up with way more than you could have done by having pointy elbows and competing with people. The fourth reason and the fourth gift that kingdom business brings to the marketplace is the influence to your community. And that influence grows. It, it might be small influence today, but it grows, right? You're going to get invitations to sit on the board of a, of a school or, or on the board of a community group or maybe run for office and, and become mayor or state member or whatever it is you know, in your country. As your business grows, so will your influence and your impact in your community. And by the way, that is worth more to the kingdom than any money you could give because we're meant to change culture, all right? We're meant to bring a kingdom culture to earth. And so we've got four areas. And now the fifth area, the fifth benefit is actually the money, the profits that you can distribute from your business. All right. And that completes it all. Like, like what a great privilege that you can show up in a business every day and witness to your team. You can build a business that solves problems for humanity. You can, you can use your gifts and talents to rid corruption. You can impact and influence the world around you. And then you can take your profits and give that and go and fund your church and fund the operating expenses of the aircon and the chairs. And your pastor needs a new car. They're all excellent. Then you can get behind the building program and, and the work they're doing in the community. And then you're still going to prosper. And you'll be able to fund all kind of manner of other things above and beyond those, right? What a great joy. But here's the tragedy. We have reduced business as the only thing it can really do in the kingdom of God is write a check. And it basically takes this wonderful opportunity to bring the kingdom and waters it down to something paper thin and loses all its power. Remember, it's not instead of, we're not trying to get out of giving. It's like it's the byproduct and it's an essential part, but it's not the primary reason. The gift and talent for business is primarily to innovate and solve and, and, and walk with people and love them. And secondly, it is all of what it can bring to the local church. Now, I know that might be offensive to the pastors. It's normally more offensive to the bigger churches who have got buildings they can't afford. Um, and, 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 and I'm sorry, I'm sorry if that's offensive. Well, I'm probably not, but, but I'm empathetic to the fact that that could be offensive, but it's just a massive miss in the body. If we take business and we make it giving and we make it giving as the sole focus, I'll put it to you this way. I'll draw a picture. Jesus tells the story of the good Samaritan and we read the story of, of the priest who's so focused on where he needs to go that he steps over the man that has been robbed and attacked. And the Levite does the same. And then the good Samaritan comes and actually grabs that person, attends to his wounds and pays for him to be looked after and housed and fed. If we only see business as a way to give, we end up stepping over the very people in our path that need us to love on them and care for them. And that's our team, right? That's gotta be where we put the majority of our time, energy and focus because it's the most important part to God. He is way more interested in the people that we can love and bring the kingdom to than any money that might go into a church offering on the weekend. Now remember, it's both an and, not either or. But we've got to start validating the people and the call and the influence and the community as much, if not more, than any money our businesses can give. Remember, my business is my ministry. My business 
is my ministry and I want a big ministry, which means I have to build a big business, right? That's the beauty of all of this. And when I do that well, I'll be able to do my part of bringing people to church. And when church does its job well of leading and discipling and covering and training, then we complete the circle and the whole kingdom multiplies. All right. If you're a business person, hopefully you find this encouraging. I wanted to speak directly to a frustration that you've been experiencing. If you're a pastor, please understand this was all said with a huge amount of love and respect. You guys have a very big task. And I think releasing us and sending us as entrepreneurs to be better and, and the best that we possibly can is actually going to help you become a better pastor in the vocational church. You know, because we're going to be able to build a big business and attract lots of team and build lots of revenue and give lots of things and find lots of people for the church. It's both an and. And when we do that, then the kingdom of God advances. All right. I want you to type in the comments, my business is my ministry. And if you're listening to this on one of the podcasts, come find me on social and type that. I want to see, I want to see that message really deep inside of you, resonating to the point where it gets you up every day knowing that you are a missionary to the business world, all right? That is the greatest call. All right, that's enough for this episode. I'll see you next week.